yeah! What is up, everybody, and welcome back to M3 Wrestling. I am Brandon, your M3 champion, and alongside me always is the loser of the bunch, Andrew Christensen. What's up, Andrew? Hey, you know, when whenever you got whenever you're trying to be the top baby face, the heat has to get some heel some heel heat on you. So I thought that's what better way than to lose my belts just so I can regain it later. Oh yeah, yeah, you're more of a chasing kind of guy, right? Anyway. Yeah, yeah, more yeah. like Sting or something. Yeah, like yeah, that. I got, yeah, I got what you're saying. Yeah. I saying well, I mean, I kind of won. Um, just kind of off of default because, uh, for those who may not have paid attention to our community page on YouTube, uh, we, we've been doing, um, predictions of current pay-per-views, uh, WWE pay-per-views more specifically. And, uh, winner, it goes to those who calls it the, the closest yeah. basically. And out of all of us, uh, I had more points. Yeah. It's kind of it- defaulted because, uh, I, it was. Uh, it came down to the cash in. We all yeah. either. It it's it stinks when there's five matches on a show. You lose one match, like in the predictions thing, you're done. Yeah, like, yeah. Uh, Andrew was out real quick, and he was the defending it's champion. Like a four hour in your house or something. Five matches. <laughs> Get out of here. Yeah, Andrew was like, oh shit. He's zero and two real quick. He's like, well, I'm out. <laughs> Pretty much. Good luck, guys. Yeah. <laughs> so it came down to me and Kenny, and yeah, just uh, just one of those things where I. We were like deciding, well, what do we do in a case of a tiebreaker right in the middle of it? And, and, uh, yeah, everybody's like, I don't know, whatever. I don't care. And so I came up with something because, you know, I pulled some heel shit and I've got the gold. That's what a good heel does. That's what, that's what you do when you've got it. I mean, this means everything <laughs> to me. I mean, this, he bought it. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, this, uh, it's got to go to me just, you know, at, at all times, if possible. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, uh, today, on um i'm gonna put this up here that way that way i'm just i don't want to parade around my shoulders you know i'd love to uh to just show it off the whole time but you know make you look like a bigger mark yeah (laughs) bigger mark than a couple guys on a podcast that yeah so uh what do we want to talk about first the trailer Um, before we get into the actual show yeah let's yeah let's actually talk about that a little bit i'm gonna put this on this belt here or on this table We'll prop it up here to see if it'll stay. Show it off to the world. Okay. Anyway, yeah. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk uh, the the Iron the, Claw the Iron Claw trailer. Uh, we've got a, a a special world class edition of M three podcast today, and uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk a little little WCCW and I I, I grew up um, watching world class kind of posthumously, um, so I, I did watch it as it was dying there at the end. Yeah. But, they got on ESPN and so they did legends of world class. And so whenever I get off my school bus as a kid, they, they would still be like halfway through the show. And usually I get to see the Von Eric's like that last half of the show. And so I, I grew up a big Von Eric fan, you know, and I think that show went on clear until, you know, after Carrie had died. Oh yeah. 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 So, um, uh, if anybody doesn't know, and I'm sure most of you all do by this point, uh, this movie Iron Claw is the story of the Von Erichs. Uh, Zach Efron is going to be playing Kevin Von Erich, I believe. And, uh, I gotta say, he looks good at the same time. He looks kind of weird to see him with yeah. that more of a chiseled jaw and, and like those super ripped abs. He's, he's as big as Carrie. Yeah. I know he's, yeah, he could be playing Carrie and not, yeah. and not Kevin really. Uh, cause Kevin never got that big, but, uh, what do you think of the trailer? I mean, I, I enjoyed it, man. There's some great moments in that trailer. I mean, there's there's a lot of good humor in there where mm-hmm. she's telling David to put his pants on and stuff. But then there's some serious stuff like where uh, Kevin's telling his brothers, you know, I, I love being in there with you guys. It means every, it means the world to me. You know, kind of got me a little bit emotional that that part of the as a as trailer. a as a fan, I imagine so. I I'm interested to see what they do with it and how how many liberties they might take with the official story or, or how, like, especially I'm sure there's, you're going to show plenty of in-ring action, I'm sure. So yeah. I'm kind of curious to see how much they're going to modernize the action in the ring, because yeah. what we're going to talk about today and what, what the territories brought compared to what, uh, wrestling did in the nineties and beyond to now, it's way different. Yeah. How people win matches, the match setups, the styles way different yeah you can tell when you when you look at those scenes in the ring where they're in there with the freebirds like the long shots you can tell there's a lot of cgi yeah in there. yeah but at the same time uh it looks really good i don't know who they chose to play david 
but like from a distance, yeah. he looks just like David Von Erich. Yeah, he does. And uh, it looks like they got a lot of the moves down that they're doing. The way he runs the ropes in the opening of that um, trailer is just like spot on. Like, yeah. You can tell somebody's actually trained Efron just a little bit. Yeah. And this is a, this is going to be an A24 film. So I'm... I'm both confident and nervous at the same time because yeah. I know there, I know as far as the story and the drama is concerned, it's going to be really good because that's what a 24 excels in problem is it's also could, it also could be just boring. Yeah. So hopefully not. Hopefully this is, they're wanting to move into more, uh, mainstream stuff. I'm hoping that this is a good way, even though it's more of a classic tale of wrestling and not a modern story. I'm hoping that it brings plenty of new fans in and maybe exposes them to the old territory stuff. And hopefully it's a way for a 24 to maybe, I don't know about this movie in particular, but hopefully a little bit they'll move into like more of a mainstream feel. It'd it'd be great if, if it got big enough that uh, WWE networks like, Oh crap, we need to move that territories uh, icon to the front instead of the back where it's at now I'd, I'd, and release more stuff at the very, yeah, at the very least add as much as you can mm-hmm. because there's, they haven't added in a long time and I don't, they don't have everything. Yeah. There's a lot of mid South that's missing. Yep. So I would really love to see them go through and try and get more. The, the thing, and this, I'm not going to try to get off too up too. I don't want to get too far off subject, but the thing that pisses me off about Peacock and what, whatever they're doing or network, whoever's just making those decisions, they haven't added hardly anything that I can tell in the last little bit that they've been doing this. Yeah. They like, you know, they started putting uh, Sunday night heat on and they haven't finished that. There's not, they, they've only got through like the first year and a half or two or something. Maybe, mm-hmm. uh, they've got some velocity, but it's only a few episodes. Um, they still, um, I could have swore they had shotgun Saturday night, but I, I don't see it anywhere. Yeah. So it may, that may have been on YouTube and I may be mistaken, or it was on old network and they didn't put it. I don't know, but they yeah. need to get some of those old episodes and there's plenty of stuff to add and they haven't. Yeah. Yet. Like, like primetime wrestling from the late eighties. There's yeah. a lot of episodes that yeah. are missing yeah. and I'd love to see those. Yeah. And I don't, I think I want to say they had stampede at some point that I don't know if stampede's on there now. Yeah. If it is, it's not now. It's, I, I was just on. There, I so. feel like, I feel like there was stampede on there before and I could be wrong about that. So if you guys are out there listening, correct me if I'm wrong, but I could have swore the network had some stampede on there before and they may not have, but they need to add that too. Cause yeah. I'm pretty sure they own that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause it, I believe in the mid eighties, Vince bought it just so he could take the bulldogs and, <laughs> and, and bread. And and yeah. Jim. Yeah. Yeah. But we're pretty excited about this trailer. Um, we're going to go see it whenever it comes out. Yeah. The opening week. Yeah. So. And I wasn't really sure how to do like a live reaction of the, the trailer itself on the podcast yet. I didn't, I, sometimes those end up in a really, <laughs> kind of silly way just yeah. in here watching it and but we've we've watched it i encourage everybody else to go out there and watch that as well hopefully go to the movie we're going to try and go and see that in theaters uh, I, i'm excited for it yeah. so um moving on to more wccw um we're going to talk um a one of the bigger uh shows probably one of the more notable shows of world class um, I think. What'd you say? The other one, Star Wars, was another one, and um, yeah, Star Wars '83 from the summer's a really, really big one. Cotton Bowl '85 is really big. If you're out there and you're new to World Class and you want to start somewhere, uh, that's those would be a really good introduction. Yeah. Or this show right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is kind of the defining moment for World Class right here. Yeah, right here. Um, and, and it is. It's it's a tribute show to David Don Eric who who had just passed a few months prior. Because this would be uh, May, I believe. I wrote this down yeah. somewhere. Yeah, May six, he died in um, uh, February. February, yeah. and uh, and he he died in Japan, and and you know his death has had some share of not so much controversy, but uh, there's been different tales yeah. of his death. You almost wonder if somebody's covering something. Up. <sighs> yeah, or or yeah, or just maybe don't, in a way of either something was foul, or they just didn't want to put it out there that something it was worse than it than they they initially said and maybe the family didn't want yeah at that time since he was like the first one to go they didn't want to put that negativity on because they said it was like a heart attack the family said it was a heart attack um and uh you know we we i think both you and i had heard that he had some kind of intestinal issue mm-hmm. and he was complaining about uh being sickly and kind of weird before he got on the plane to japan and he ended up having this this episode as a heart attack or something, and he died in the hotel room, I believe, 
it was in Japan. Um, Ric Flair has said in the past that it was an overdose. And I don't know if there's been others that said that as well. Um, if that's the case, was it accidental? Was, you know, considering the history of the family later. I think the only person that really know that really kind of was there on the scene was Bruiser Brody, the one that found him in Japan. I can't remember and the one that they say flushed anything. That, yeah, that maybe I there. can't remember. I, I don't know how legitimate Ric Flair's claim would be. He's probably wrestling for Crockett at the time. Yeah, how would he know? Well, look what happened to Bruiser Brody. We'll have yeah. to get into that one of these days. Yeah, you know, you know, Hulk Hogan just came out and said that he got his throat slashed. <laughs> According to Hulk Hogan, he got a throat slash and not just stabbed. So yeah, I mean, there's no, t- there's, there's definitely something going on there. But either way, um, he died of heart, a heart attack or overdose. Uh, I think a lot of, of them claim overdose now. I think it's, I don't know if it's official. Yeah. Either way, he passed away in February of 84. This was more or less a, a tribute show to him because it, it was kind of, kind of stated he was in line at some point in time kind of like magnum ta was in line at one point in time to, to win that title yeah at some point and so in the weeks leading up on world-class tv there was actually a coin flip that fritz had with really? kevin and carrie really and of course we all know it's even they even say it in the trailer of the movie carrie was always fritz's favorite so yeah yeah he ended up getting the nod but. yeah uh but yeah david david gets the uh gets the memorial here uh this is parade of champions this would be the first parade of champions mm-hmm. um and then there was how many was there all um, they ran from 84 through 88 88 okay so there's about five of them it sounds like then yeah. um but this one's the first this is the first one uh may 6th 1984 uh for those of you that may want to watch this show beforehand or maybe want to watch the show after we we get done with the episode um, you can find it on the network or, or Peacock. Um, and I think, I believe what you say is May 12th. Uh, yeah. The episodes are May 12th, 19th and 26th. Yeah. There's three episodes cause they break them apart. Some are like one is like 40 minutes. One's like 35. Um, but their matches, he's got, I think he's got the matches in the order that he watched them on the network. So for those who just have access to that or want to watch it on there, um, he's got that order there. It doesn't really matter. Um, just 12th, the 26th and the 19th. And uh, what you're going to get on the 26th, uh, if you watch it on the pe- on Peacock or on the network, uh, you're going to get that Sportatorium event that was after. I, I don't remember what date that was actually on. Yeah. But you're going to see the final match uh, that they showed from uh, Parade of Champions, which was not the final match of the show. I think it was Kamala and Good Great Kabuki, maybe. Yeah. And then later on was the Sportatorium show where Carrie and Rick had the rematch. Yeah. It would have been the following Friday because they had wrestling there every Friday night, but they only brought in the TV trucks every other Friday. Yeah. Okay. So it probably would have been the, the Friday following the 6th of May. But this one, the act, the event itself, the whole event actually took place May 6th mm-hmm. of 84 in Texas, Irvin, Texas, uh, Texas Stadium to be exact. Um, they claimed about 40,000 people in attendance. Uh, what I pulled off of one of the wikis or whatever was 32,123. Uh, that's probably possible considering they like to fluff numbers yeah, even to this, to this day. Uh, who knows? Uh, close enough. Um, but yeah, uh, if you want to watch this on YouTube, it is on YouTube. Uh, I know the first three for sure are. I'm sure all of them are on there. But if you watch it on YouTube, it will give you a pretty decent version and it will even give you snippets of like the real original footage that has the licensed music during mm-hmm. entrances. Some of them have entrance music back then. And, you know, you'll get like uh Tom Sawyer by rush or a Tanya Tucker song. And yeah. uh, we, we are family, yeah. you know, for the cool the, in the game. Yeah. So you're going to get that and you'll get the exact order if you want to watch it on YouTube and it's all there and complete. So that's the way I would prefer to do it. Yeah. That sounds like the best way. Yeah. But if you want to do the peacock thing or the network thing, that's cool too. Um, let's see. Let's see how we... Andrew's more of the uh, world class guy. He's a big fan of world class. I, I'm not saying that I'm not, but I'm not as schooled in it. Yeah. Um, to, the, to the point, I, I actually brought this to show everybody. Um, thanks to the power of eBay, I've actually got programs that I've I've bought from yes. the actual. Um, I believe this was from uh, Reunion Arena Christmas '85. Or Thanksgiving '85. Yeah. So yeah, dynamic duo and the Von Erichs. So yeah, pretty yeah, cool. pr- pretty pretty big Von Erich fan. Pretty yeah, big and, I, and I've never fan. actually seen a program in like in person from like an old territory. So this was actually pretty cool. I like this a lot. 
Yeah. But for those of you, yeah, that are watching the video version of this, you know, pretty pretty sweet. Opens up just a just a one pager here. Got the, somebody's written the results. Yeah, you got the yeah you got the whole card on the inside there. Somebody's written the results. The they do like the not the times but the time limits and the you know the number falls and stuff. Pretty cool. Um, but yeah, he's more of the world class fan. This isn't more new to me. I have seen some world class in the past, but uh, not not in this way where we're covering it. Um, so this is this a lot of this stuff is going to be new for me. So I'm seeing it with fresh eyes and more modern eyes. So and, so yeah, our ratings might be completely different. I don't know. Uh, yeah, and I mean, I'm not going to be as high up on on this show as you probably will be, but I I'm not like hard on it i'm not gonna be hard on it by any means i was hard but, on a couple of them but uh <clears throat> yeah i it just and it's gonna come down to style and we'll talk about that here in just a little bit so let's uh let's get into it um this well, wiki yeah let, let's go with the actual order running okay. order of the matches so we'll go with yours okay so yeah if you're watching this on youtube or if you want to go by the actual order of the the matches um and you're going to be able to tell how broken up it is once you hear this uh on the peacock version because um obviously it's a little bit darker or lighter in the ring because it's texas stadium so you got the sun peeking through the side mm-hmm. there um so the first match which on this card um i'm guessing this might have been a dark match or something else because there was johnny mantell versus kelly kaniski okay. and we didn't see that no so that might have been a dark or a prelude or something that went that ended in a draw in 15 minutes we're not gonna talk about that because we didn't see it um i just went ahead and wrote it down because it's on this wiki uh the first match uh was chris adams and sunshine um versus jimmy garvin and precious now you want me to read the whole card first and then go through or do you know uh, we'll just just, just go, go. Yeah. okay I'll, I'll let you kick it off with this one so this this actually had a pretty interesting angle um sunshine actually was jimmy garvin's valet and they decided he decided to bring his actual wife in who was precious yeah that's kind of the backstory here and uh sunshine actually came over one day and precious answered the door and uh but but it was it's really funny sunshine and jimmy actually had more chemistry on screen than him and his actual wife oh really yeah (laughs) so it's funny at the end of this match when they're walking out uh jimmy and precious uh, there's there's women in the crowd calling her a whore and everything oh man yeah uh, at least i could hear it on the peacock version that's awesome but yeah um so that's kind of the backstory to this. I, I can't remember exactly how Chris Adams got into it, other than he just was friends with Sunshine. But. Okay. Well, you're going to know, even for stuff you don't know, you're going to know way more than me. So you're going to be able to provide me and everybody with a little bit of context, hopefully, for some of these um, little backstory. Because you're, like I said, you're the fan here. Um, you've seen a lot of this stuff or whatever. But. Yeah. Um, I thought when the guys were in there, it was okay. Yeah. The girls, you could tell they just, they weren't trained. No. The slaps looked Yeah, really it was a bad deal. Yeah, it was really, really rough looking. It, the thing, and it, and me personally, it looked like dog shit. Um, and like I said, the guys were okay, but it was just a really rotten match. Yeah, they altogether. didn't have time to really do anything. And no. it, it's, that's a lot to say because these two guys are really good workers. Right. Absolutely. And yeah, yeah Chris Adams is really good. Uh, and Jimmy Garvin's really good. Yeah. Uh, j- the only thing is like that backstory is what, which I didn't know until just right now. Yeah. Um, but this back, that backstory is probably what helps kind of understand the crowd reaction because the crowd which back then the crowd was hot yeah during a lot of these shows K-Fabe no matter was what alive and kayfabe well. was alive and well back then and there's a lot more women back then that yeah. went to these matches that got into it. you can hear them screaming and cra- mm-hmm. going crazy even during this match when the girls got into yeah. it the girls in the crowd were like oh my god yeah. you know That's they were it. believing that the heels were getting the shit kicked out of them by the faces finally they were getting their, their yeah. you know their stuff in and everybody's eating it up yeah to that point uh, with, with how hot this crowd is when carrie wins this title spoilers at the end of this show yeah. oh my gosh oh, everybody yeah. comes up off that football field and it's is wild yeah yeah uh but i gave this match a two uh and i and i'm kind of more leaning like one and one and three quarter oh, i went one and a half uh, okay so i was actually nicer than you <laughs> there's a couple of these i rated pretty low the, well and the reason why i I don't know how my ratings are going to look compared to you yours going forward, but I tried to be a little bit more lenient, even though because you know there's going to be there's going to be matches we we've, we've rated in you know we've been going through ninety six and we'll get back to that eventually uh, real soon, 
Um, but we've been going with like paper through pay-per-views from 96 and you know, I might rate something a two star and it'd be way better than this match, but it's just the styles and the way things are, are so different. I'm kind of grading on a curve a little bit because, you know, I have to grade on the territory scale yeah. as opposed to modern day wrestling scale. Right. And because that's what I'm used to and that's what I like more. At least that's what I'm used to seeing it more. So I have to kind of be a little more lenient on these, I yeah. think. Yeah, I, I think story wise, it, it was okay. Uh, work rate wise, it was really bad. So yeah. That's, yeah. Okay. And, and that's why I kind of wanted to give it that one and like, man, I mean, you know, do I really go that bad on it? Because it was bad, but everything was so different back then. Yeah. Way, I mean, these, and it like for the, for the younger guys out there, the guys who may not even be young, uh, you know, like me who are just now, kind of getting more into old territory stuff you're not gonna see finishers you're not gonna see um these yeah, wild these wild finishes you're gonna see um there's a lot of um i mean we got a lot of a lot of direct now and a lot of real goofy goofy endings to stuff especially in the 90s but um a lot of gaga's we like to say uh there's a lot of gaga back then yeah um, and there's a lot of and it's kind of like everybody's just it's really uncoordinated um camera works bad and it's when you get so used to kevin dunn or somebody who's who's been doing the production side of thing and been hitting that camera angle stuff right because that's a part of the format a part of the story or part of the night this stuff is more real seeming because you know it's almost like amateurish yeah i mean maybe that's not the right word i will say in defensive world class with not getting defensive um you look at 84 WWF mm-hmm. and world class to me was ahead of them. Well, and that might be the case because yeah. I haven't seen much of 84 WWF. Yeah. Um, so now I might need to just for comparison. When, when the Von Eric boys came in and they, they switched that show, I believe it was in late 81, early 82. Um, they brought in, you know, you never had boom mics or right. anything like that or, or cameraman up on the apron. You usually had like a two camera shot. Okay. You know, one back and one down at the ring. They had cameras all over. They, you know, with the, with the cameraman and they had, you know, guys up there. Uh, one of these matches, do you see the boom did, mic? Yeah. I, I yeah. think that might have been in the sportatorium. Uh, might have been because, but, but you, yeah, you've seen the boom mic reaching in under the ropes and then you see him pull them back out yeah. of frame. But you, but you know, you might get some top down view or a little bit here and there, but then you'll get like a straight shot. Then you get underneath, like, you know, when they got, um, not to get too far ahead, but like Rick Flair and Kerry, you know, he got him in that sleeper hole. And then you got that, that, that nose shot, you know, where he's right up there real close showing Rick Flair's face. Yeah. And that stuff probably wasn't shown no. much back then. No, that's more the of a, that's, so I can, I can it's, give you that. And you can hear, and of course in world class, a lot of times, especially when it was the Von Erics and Freebirds, they would lay into each other a yeah. lot harder. And with those boom mics there, you can really hear it. Yeah. Like, well, and, and it's not even so much like the style because, um, like you, you just proved, uh, it was ahead of, it, it sounds like it was ahead of, of the curve. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like there's also things in this pay per view that the camera completely missed because it was out there focused on the action. Yeah, I, I, I remember one of the finishes was completely. Well, that was, um, this match. Yeah. Um, and cause they were, cause when uh, I believe, sunshine dumped precious i think that's who it was what it was outside the ring uh and i had to listen again i had to roll, roll back and listen because i didn't know it was a there was a pinfall chris adams pinned jimmy garvin uh and i'm like how what what happened sunset flip didn't see it i don't oh. know if they showed on the replay but yeah he, he's you just heard a sunset flip and then got the three count but they were focused on yeah they were the, the, the girls uh, out there on the on the side and which is fine but it's like you know in a more modern setting you'd probably wait to show that pin you'd have the guys do something else while those girls are fighting and then cut back to the pinfall yeah. so being, it's just you see a lot of stuff like that back yeah. in these days where you're like ah, you miss everything it's being like, how this wasn't live to to the audience like the home audience that's kind of unforgivable right yeah. right and that's one of those things it's like that's that's bad that's amateurish yeah a little bit and that that I, like i said i'm trying to be a little more lean on because of the time you know that's something that they figured out later that uh, and they've corrected it eventually yeah. but yeah it, it's a little hard to follow in certain things because you're just like you know they're, they're just putting on their match and they're going and uh, I mean, you can watch old mid, mid south episode and, you know, them guys will, you know, it might be a three minute match 
and they'll shoulder tackle somebody off the apron uh, or you know they'll whip them through the apron come back shoulder tackle and pin them and it's over and you're like what the hell just happened yeah he, he just lost to a shoulder tackle <laughs> he just brake checked him that's all he did yeah like, like what the hell yeah these guys shouldn't be they haven't even been going 30 minutes they've been going five yeah and this dude just like literally shoulder tackled him and got the win but, but in a way like a, like an old school fan like me i missed that i don't think a match i don't think every match on a show a big show like this needs to go 20 minutes in 50 50 booking well no i'm like, I'm, like I'm, I'm, I'm i'm i agree with you there yeah. i do agree. it just i don't and i'm not even saying everything has to end on a finisher but i would like to at least you know the roll-ups um sneaky sneaky roll-ups you know get the best of somebody i don't mind that uh or hit hit the fin hit some kind of big move or something yeah you know i i, I don't mind seeing those guys back in the 80s hit a superplex off top rope and pin somebody yeah i like that but i i hate it i hate seeing shoulder tackles <laughs> just a normal like you know um well butch reed, butch reed yeah and we're gonna talk about that's what's good into the next the next match butch reed hacksaw butch reed um beats cheek donovan or chick donovan Chick donovan yeah um he now he does military press him over his head first beforehand and drops him and drops him and then and then he and then he he taunts to the crowd and he as he starts to get up as he starts to get up he he backs into the ropes comes off the ropes and then does a flying shoulder tackle and then almost splash like and then lands on him pins him i yeah he did hit the military press beforehand but it's like dude like I would rather somebody military press somebody and slam them and then that be the pin the, the, than the to just run over and shoulder yeah. tackle. I don't know, dude. I don't that, like, I, I'm, but I'm again, I'm a little more new school. I'm not so new school that I want to see high spots like AEW, but I'm, but I'm still that guy who, who grew up with finishers. Yeah. So I want to see some devastating move to win. And I think, I think that was Bustreed's finisher in Mid South. Was it really? The shoulder block. That's a terrible I, I think maybe he hit it off the second rope or something, which yeah. would have been more impressive had he done that. Well, that would have been a little more forg- forgivable yeah. I, and like so I'm, i am i can't the fact is i can't i am trying to be a little more lenient here but i can't be as forgiving on stuff like that because i it's not my fault i mean i've seen too much i've seen all way too much now if i was a fan in the 80s i wouldn't think anything of it yeah but yeah right now it's like man <laughs> him not hitting him not hitting like at least a power slam or something like yeah. that would have been would have been way different than just you know just elbowing something you know like i hate that shit too just back elbowing somebody you see that all these matches where you just catch like a running back elbow and then well i'll pin them and then it works yeah so um let's talk about how good butch reed is in this match though do you hear him working the crowd the entire time yeah just just constantly running that mouth to me butch reed in this time 83 84 85 I, i know rick flair was champion but i really think he probably should have been the first black nwa champion at that time yeah because uh, he was so over between uh, he was just coming in for a shot but you watch those mid-south shows yeah and he's so good at this point in time even on the mic yeah he is yeah i i think i've talked about it on this show before how i thought that was farouk at first because <laughs> i was like laying in bed and it was dark and i'm like what and i'm like is that farouk and then and then ron simmons came out at, once i figured i was butch reading that ron simmons came out after i'm like holy shit they're both on this show yeah yeah, big old, big fan of Butch Reed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Butch Reed, man, he was a big, big, good looking dude. He had that big jack body, like he. Yeah. And honestly, as goofy looking as he was in the face, Chick Donovan had a good, like he had a good physique. Yeah, yeah he was just he was never all that great in the no. ring. He was, I think, he was in and out a couple of times in world class really? at this time. Well, you can kind of tell it. Uh, I thought they both did a good job here. Um, I thought it was a good match um i gave i gave this a two and a quarter uh just because it was it was a solid match i just my only complaint was him winning off a shoulder tackle yeah I, i'm with you there i gave it a two but i could go two and a quarter for this one yes yeah. it's it's not bad like i said i i don't mind him working the crowd he looks good uh anything with butchery and it's good yeah. usually um yeah um these old shows man they're crazy <laughs> This shows you can you can catch a catch a back elbow at any time and get pinned. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, I guess it does make it like more unpredictable, unpredictable, and I guess it makes it like you seem more real uh, to a point, like a real competition, like a real sport. But it's just like, man, this is. Uh, you still think that these guys haven't been going that long? They haven't been really beating each other up that much, you know? The crowd, of course, kayfabe 
it was alive back then. C- crowd probably thought so. But it's like when you see it, you're like, this. it's really hard to believe these two jacked up dudes have done enough damage to each other just to lose off of a off of elbow drop or something. You know, yeah. I was like, ah, it's not. It's weird. Um, and I and we'll talk about the Iron Claw later. Um, <laughs> uh, Kamala versus the Great Kabuki. Uh, this was um, this was the last match shown of the event on the eight, on the May twenty sixth edition on the on the network. This is actually the third match of the night. Um, uh, I didn't like this one at all. <laughs> I actually thought it was one of the better Kamala matches, considering really? the two styles were so different. Oh well, that's the, yeah, the martial yeah. arts and the 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 whatever style Kamala has. I there. I don't know enough about Great Kabuki to to say to have a real opinion i thought he did a pretty decent job i know he's like a legend yeah um, gary hart brought him in to kind yeah. of be a foil for the von erics okay in the beginning okay um he you can kind of look at him as the precursor to the great muda yeah with the face paint and the for sure blowing. for sure yeah. um yeah i thought that was pretty cool um but yeah he this went to a draw in like 12 minutes um a lot of gaga in these next two or three matches because it's all the same managers out there bringing their guys one by one yeah. basically out and um, it's funny i don't ever remember gary hart being a baby face but him and skandor akbar are getting into it yeah here yeah. and uh they're they're actually cheering gary hart and i'm like oh that's kind of weird yeah they're not well he's definitely not he's not like being a face but yeah just the fact that you got the other there are so he, the other ones are so general akbar so heelish that yeah. you're like well yeah, it's such a character uh caricature of a <laughs> <laughs> yes um but i gave this 1.5 stars oh, i gave it two okay i didn't i didn't much care for this one i thought it was just whatever just another like kamala match and i you know nothing against people who like kamala yeah not not a fan there at this time he could go um it may have been a clash of styles but there's some stuff in uh mid-south in like 83 where he's moving really well like, really like doing leapfrogs and stuff okay yeah i might check that out yeah. but it, it doesn't take long after because he's not i don't yeah. yeah i just the longer you go with Kamala, you're like as cool as he looks, his character kind of is. Ooh, it's hard to watch him. <laughs> um, so what you you gave you gave this two? Yeah. Uh, Junkyard Dog beats the Missing Link. This to <sighs> me was the worst match on the show. This was I gave this one another one and a half, uh, and I I been more inclined to agree with you. This was a okay. six minute DQ match and. <sighs> like this is what i'm talking about like everybody talks about uh how bad the attitude era and some of these other eras were about wonky finishes like you got them here yeah you get them here in the mid card like that uh you get the managers getting involved with each other and or getting in the ring refusing to get out and the referee's like well all right we're either gonna we're either gonna draw the match or we're gonna no dq something we're gonna dq somebody so which this this was another one like the last one. It's a clash of styles. They're too similar. Two guys that use the headbutt like crazy. Yeah. And why would you match these guys up? Um, Junkyard Dog, like Butcher Reed, was on loan from Mid-South just for this one show. And uh, Missing Link was actually, I, I believe he was part of their show at this point in time, which his, his matches are hard to watch, too. Oh, man. He likes to grab the back of his head and, and oh, ram man. it into people. And so dumb. <laughs> it comes out to Quiet Riots, Bang Your Head. I mean, I do like that song. Yeah. He but, he looks ridiculous, too. But, yeah, this this to me was the worst match on the show. I gave it I gave it a one out of five. Yeah. Um, <sighs> Nothing but headbutts. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> a super kick party. A headbutt party. Yeah. Um, okay. I can't, can't. I didn't write their names down. I forgot their their actual names. But Rock and Soul. Yeah. Do you remember their names? Yeah, we're getting to better stuff now. Yeah, we are. Uh, they defeat the Super Destroyers, the Super Destroyer One and Super Destroyer Two. Yeah. Who were the Irwin brothers? Who are the Irwin brothers? Uh, Wild Bill and Scott Irwin. Yeah. Uh, you might know Wild Bill, all you '90s fans, as the Goon from the WWF. Yeah. Um, the not- yes, the notorious Goon and Rock and Soul legend were bo- or were uh, Buck Rock and Roll Zoom Off and Iceman King Parsons. That's right. Yeah, Iceman. Yeah um uh this this was for the nwa american tag team titles this was a good match yeah this was a good tag match they were doing tag team moves they were in sync i love that that towards the end where they um did the uh sunset flip rolls on both of them they one come off and done yeah, and the other i, I come figured off. that was the end right there. Yeah, i did too i yeah. thought it was gonna double double pin finish nope not the end uh but uh still 
still a good match, good solid match. I like everybody involved here. Um, you know, they're the ones Rock and Souls one that came out to We Are Family. That probably won't be on the network version. Yeah. Um, and I gave this, I gave this like uh, two and three quarters. Yeah, I gave it two and a half. Um, I enjoyed it. I wish. They're, they're capable of more, I think. Uh, yes. The Super Destroyers are the ones that I remember seeing the Superplex from first in the, in the early to mid eighties like this. Okay. I think, I think he may have done it in mid south in 83. Um, whenever I can't remember which one just came in as the Super Destroyer, but I always liked them, uh, with Skandor Akbar with them. And, uh, again, yeah. Rock and Soul. I, that, that was good. This is a feel good moment. And what did you think of the finish with the butt butt? Did you did you notice that? Yeah. Um, so Iceman Parsons finisher, he didn't really hit it here like he does like he did normally on TV where he'd whip the guy in, run, and he would get some air and get his butt in their face as they're yeah. running at him. Yeah. Uh here he just looks like he kind of blocked him out of a basketball shot. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> but so I thought the finish was. And maybe it was the ninety degrees thing. I don't know. It was like ninety degrees yeah, in there. You know it's hot. Hotter in the ring. I yeah. guarantee it's hotter in the ring. The lights and everybody everything out. There was not probably much wind right there. I don't know. Um yeah, it was okay. Uh I I the match as a whole was good though. Yeah. And I will say that back then tag team wrestling for the most part was pretty fun. Was good. Um uh, you you got a lot of wonky shit on some of the TVs, the short TV taping, especially like you get like Rock and Roll Express and stuff. You know they they were just as bad about going out there and winning in three minutes with a yeah a goofy move and and getting out of there. You know yeah. just, I don't know, just draw Midnight Express was really bad about doing that shit and getting out there and and drawing heat and just I, it yeah. was annoying. Um, you know there was no really chicanery. It was clean wins. Like they were clean pins yeah. on these guys, but a lot of times they'd get some jobbers or goobers or whatever to go out there and beat in three minutes, and that isn't always fun for me. Yeah, to go yeah. back and just to go back there, like I want to go back and try and enjoy some classic wrestling, and then you, you watch that and you're like, oh, yeah. I was hoping for at least a decent little match, five minutes, not you know a three minute just. Yeah, I had a I had a hard time as a kid watching like the superstars and and challenge tapings because that's all they were. Yeah, you would get a big angle. That's why I like Mid South and World Class a little better. I mean, they would do stuff like that. Yeah, but you would still get like. I mean, you're still continuing angles until the next yeah. the next big match. So I do appreciate that aspect of it, and I do love like with Midnight. You know, I love the constant tagging in and tagging out because it was they were keeping each other yeah. fresh. I like that idea. It was just. You know, but when you get in there and like I said, you roll steamroll a team in three minutes yeah. and you beat them with a dumb move, it that's oh, it's still like man, can you not at least? I you don't have to be a fifty fifty match yeah. all the time, like you said. But they would have, but they would also have like a main event match, like with with two guys and maybe a mid level match. It wasn't just complete squashes all the way across yeah. the board. Yeah, is why I preferred those as eighties. Yeah. yeah, um, I do like I do like mid south stuff, especially. I like more like mid to late eighties. Mid South, just I think that's pretty good. Yeah, um, I think like the the farther you, the closer you get to '90s wrestling, is when like I'm like okay, I can tolerate <laughs> this a little bit more. And it's not because I have any disrespect for the old stuff, but just sometimes I got to be in the mood. Um, speaking of moods, the crowd had a mood, and that was the we're going to get behind the Von the Von Erics, which you know it's Texas. Um, this next match was phenomenal, at least fun. Before we talk about the match, when you talk about the video, oh yeah, what did you think of the world premiere of Bad Street USA? Yeah, you're gonna see this on. I think it might be at the beginning. Was it the beginning of the show on the network? Probably. So this aired prior prior to this match on the YouTube version, as it should have. Yeah, the, yeah. This video came out after the tag title match. This is for the world class six man tag team titles. This is the Freebirds versus the Von Erics. Um, and that mu music video was insane. <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's it was, classic. It was, it's kind of racist in some spots. Uh, yeah. <laughs> well, it was the 80s, you know. Yeah. But but no, I, I enjoyed it. And Michael Hayes', Hayes is bad lip syncing of the yes, song. In yes. that. Um, I like the song Bad Street USA. I do too. His... His vocals in the verse are just ridiculous. Yeah, I won't. <laughs> his, his Billy Gibbons. That yeah. <laughs> uh, 
the the chorus part's great yeah like it's 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 a catchy tune uh but yeah well you know it's michael hayes <laughs> he's over the top goofy and just oh everything uh and i like michael hayes but damn <laughs> uh, this this match though we saw uh the fabulous Freebirds, which was buddy roberts michael p.s hayes and terry gordy take on the von erics in this case it was fritz the father and kevin and mike and Mike this, hadn't been in the business long at all. Yeah, Mike hasn't been in the business. He's new to the business. David, as we mentioned, had passed away. This is a memorial for him. And uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, was was uh, you're like one of the most defining. I'm not saying tag matches, but like just if you think 80s world class, like if it's just even if you don't know much about it, if you think you know, you always hear Von Erichs versus the Freebirds. And how wild they were, and how crazy that feud was, and how wild the crowd was. This encapsulates. Them. This encapsulates all of that. I mean, you had this guy. They come out, guys. They were fighting. The Freebirds were attacking the Von Erics as they were getting in the ring. You know, they're throwing, chair. throwing chairs, cheap shots. The referee, they match didn't even start yet. The referee's trying to get this under control. The announcer's like, "Oh my God, they're gonna have a hard time getting this, you know, going or getting under control." Uh, Kevin. Uh, deflects a chair that Terry or somebody throws yeah. and cuts his finger. So he's already bleeding in his hand before the match even starts. Uh, the, you know, the referee gets on the, on the horn and it's like, listen, the rules are, there are no rules, but there's going to be one rule. One at a time. One at a time. Yeah. You will tag in and you will tag out. That was, uh, that it's was way six, man. This is going to be a tag one tag. And I, and I like that. I love the referee getting on there and getting real stern with them. I yeah. love that well, shit. David Manning, that referee was actually part of the office. Okay. Uh, Bronco okay. Lubitz, the other referee, the slow referee that would oh only get down God. on one knee. Dude, and came, I was going to mention, he, I, I he, wrote he, that he down. was also a part owner. Okay. But, um, yeah, David Manning, um, he actually helped book the shows. So dude, I actually wrote that up here on my notes too. Just <laughs> Bronco Lubitz ref. Print, ref pins so lazy i didn't remember his name dude this guy literally this fat old guy just got down on one knee with one leg out and just tapped the you know like just reached down and tapped the ground he didn't get on his on his you know he wasn't on his belly just wow wow you know like that last ref was yeah. he got in there and just boop, boop, boop. uh and if anybody if any old world class fans like me are listening to this right now you're you're laughing at brandon's reaction to bronco because we've all thought it oh my god <laughs> Dude, I was like, like losing it, and he's done that multiple times. Yeah. He did it at the sportatorium the next time, like next time around. I yep. was like, dude, this is driving me crazy because you're used to the ref being a part of the show so yeah. much too that they're really you diving know, over people. Yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> dude, I loved Kyoto or uh, or uh, Earl or yeah. whoever, just just you know who just basically do- Charles Charles Robinson. I can't remember what pay per view it was when the referee got knocked out and his ass dead sprinted like half oh, yeah. a mile all the way down and then slid was it him or was it Kyoto that slid all the way across the ring basically and he because he had so I'm much thinking speed. it was a little nature it was a little nature yes yeah. dove all the way across the ring and <laughs> wow, wow, i mean just really i mean I, that was the coolest i'm getting goosebumps yeah. thinking about it. like that is how you do shit and 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 bronco's painstakingly counting the three dude that <laughs> it just goes to show you the refs are really important and you should not shit on the refs here and yeah. he was shitting on himself <laughs> aew or bear like the wrestlers are burying the refs yeah this dude's burying himself yeah. but i guess he was office and and all the all the boys liked him oh so. I'm, sure, I'm sure he's a nice guy yeah damn dude yeah <laughs> looking back it doesn't hold up very well this this match though yes um great mm-hmm. absolutely amazing the the crowd was hot this is what you want out of wrestling no matter what generation you are i thought it was a little too short it was a little too short it, it got well it, again this is my only bugaboo it got a little wild because um not that it it didn't fit because it fit it perfectly uh because things just out of control these guys hate each other uh and the crowd's just crazy but again at least the camera caught it this time but there you got you got six guys in the ring all over the place flying out of the corner and then kevin's the one that float dove off the corner which was a good finish by the way but you know it's like it but it you know like terry like they just they done a double whip from corner to corner and bashed one free birds and then they then uh one i think it was a free bird versus a uh von eric i think it was mike some some of them, one of them got at the end too yeah. right as Ke- kevin was coming off so you had two of them down but terry was up 
but his back was to Kevin. So he couldn't, he didn't know what was going on. And Kevin was hitting this thing without Gordy even knowing it. And he already had the three count by the time, you know, Gordy yeah. turned around. And he's like, Oh, that happened a lot in the 80s. It, it did. And I just, but it's like, Oh, dude, I, I'm so, I know I'm so you, and I know this might be a knock against me because I'm so used to produced wrestling, <laughs> but it's like, but it's just like, wow, this is, it, it made it feel, it, I'm hitting stuff. It made it, because I'm getting animated. <laughs> it made it, it makes it feel out of control, which I guess in turn makes mm-hmm. it feel more real. But at the same time, it just makes it feel like a cluster. And you're like, I don't know, like things, like, it's like, it's like things can be happening because you're so focused on so much things. I'm worried that, I'm worried that if you don't really pay attention because you're worried about what's going on over here, over here that you're going to miss this and then you're going to miss yeah. your, your but, moment. But you're not going to get up and go get something to snack on because you're focused on what's going on. I mean, that's true. You are. Yeah. You are. Uh, that's true too. That's what, that's kind of the reason why when I was growing up as a kid, I liked it because it was different from what the WWF had. Yeah. And even what the NWA or WCW yeah. had, it was to me, the shots they were laying in seem more real. And, and it was a little bit more, like you said, chaotic, chaotic, a little yeah. bit out of control. Yeah. I, yeah. And, and I guess as I'm talking about it, it's not as bad in my as it as it seemed in my head, but at the, at the time. But it's just like, oh, man, I I I'm worried you you miss your you miss your heat or you miss your pop, you know, by by focusing too much over here. And I'm more mad about the pressure. Not that I'm invested in that match, but you know, the, yeah. the precious thing was dumb. Completely, yeah, yeah, that was, com- completely that was missing the finish was dumb. This didn't do that, but it's yeah. still like it just sometimes. As, as cool as chaotic is when everything's hot, it was just too much. Because it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like you would see nowadays where you have this finish where it gets wild and you got people coming in left and right and hitting finishers and rolling out and getting crazy and, and crowds like, oh my God, and they're back and forth. And then you get a, oh, you get a finish and the place blows. Yeah. It, this one, this one was just chaotic right here. And then it just, it felt like it abruptly, it, it felt almost abruptly ended. Right. Like yeah. It felt it, abrupt. There wasn't like a crescendo. There, yeah. was, there was just a lot of chaos. There you go. That's the word I was looking for that. Yeah. Yeah. There, yeah. It was just chaos. And then it was over and you're like, you don't have time to process anything because yeah. you're focused on what the hell's going on from point A to point B and C. And then he's diving off the rope and, Oh, that's, Oh well, shit. That's the end. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you're excited, but yeah. you're at the same time. You're like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> like, I, I understand the crowd caught it so i can understand the crowd popping because in, in, in this time frame but me on the couch i'm not popping i'm just like it's over <laughs> what okay I'll, I'll tell you what i liked about this match was just how hard hitting it was it was from you know kevin getting busted open by a chair flying in to yeah. them taking off their cowboy boots and hitting each other yes. upside the head with oh, the yeah. heels of them yeah G- gordy was walking around half the match with one boot on one hitting boot off fritz just throwing yeah just throwing <laughs> boot boot heels at fritz yeah and then fritz you know gets them in the double iron claw yeah. And oh. what, what I didn't like about this match was um, Buddy Roberts using his belt buckle to headbutt people with. That that looks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, I, I, it's like, okay, I don't understand that offense, how that works. No, but, no just shoving your dick in somebody's face. It's Buddy Roberts. He's a pretty offensive anyway. Mm. So. <laughs> yeah, he is. Well, he's a little rough. Uh, what'd you rate this? Um, I gave this three and a half. Yeah. Uh, this this was a really fun match. The only I don't even know what a fair rating would be. That's just kind of like the, it's got. How be, did you feel? Yeah, yeah, it's how I felt and what what it did for me. Even though there's a lot of gaga and I wasn't like I wasn't as angry at the finish, but I wasn't as impressed with the finish. Uh, I I think it's just all. I don't know. It, it, all I could give it is about a three. three I wanted to go three, three and a half. It, you went three and a half. I'll go three and a half too. Yeah, I think it, it was it was fun for what it was. It was it was fun I, and. The thing is, I think just because that feud was so hot, those guys were so good at what they did. Um, and then the crowd was so into it. You really felt like even as a person, like I, I didn't feel it the whole show until this moment, yeah. really. Cause as a guy who is not the biggest fan of territory stuff, I mean, I'm not, I'm not against it, but I'm still learning. I'm still yeah. getting into it. Um, no context, no, no background on, on these guys going into a cold match. Yeah. Going into a cold match. I, I know obviously more about the Freebirds and the Von Erickson. I do, you know, uh, Butch Reed or not as Butch Reed, but, um, uh, Rock and Soul. And, yeah. But, um, yeah, this, you, you can watch this cold and yeah. be like, cool. Cause they're this at, cool. at this point wild. in the feud, there is a year and a half worth of build. Yeah. And, and, you know, uh, right now we're talking about, by the time WrestleMania rolls back around, you know, Cody and Roman will have a year. Yeah. Which 
But yeah, yeah a whole year and a half, that's unthinkable. Yeah, for it, the most part. it is nowadays for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah, great. Um, also the end of the match, once, once it got over, um, I wrote this down too because I did not want to forget it. It was hilarious. It was also wild. Um, but I'm pretty sure you can't say the word oriental anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't think you can, but, uh, anyway, but, but this guy shows up. Who, who was it that showed up? Killer con. Killer con. Okay. So he shows up and the announcer's like, Oh my God, this big, mean oriental looking guy just showed up. I've never seen this before. And then he's like, Oh, he comes in with the oriental spike and. Uh. He's just oriental this, oriental that. Yeah. I'm like, what the hell? I, I think even by the 90s, they were calling it the Asiatic spike. <laughs> <laughs> like, listen, I'm not offended, obviously, but right. I, I don't care about it. It's anything. just out of place today. It just, it, yeah, but you're just like, wow. <laughs> I'm, yeah, like I said, it's it's not even, it's not so egregious that. Especially coming from Mark Lawrence, who went to a uh, seminary and is a preacher. Right. <laughs> it's, a, it's an oriental. <laughs> <laughs> like I said, it's not, it's not as egregious as other things would be to the modern audience, but it's it's still like that. I'm pretty sure I heard somewhere that you can't say that anymore. I, th- I think I'm triggered. Yeah. 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 I think if I, yeah, I, I think if I was the triggered kind of person, I might be triggered by that, but I'm not. So, but I did have to write it down because it was hilarious. Yeah. Like, oh my God. Only, only in 80, uh, only in eighties. Yeah. Well, not only in the eighties, but it was awesome. If, if we watch more world class, you'll probably hear more of that. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> the Oriental gentleman here is a mean son of a bitch. <laughs> um and the oriental spike that just killed me oh my god just kept oriental this oriental that yeah uh (laughs) excuse me um yeah anyway so let's get to the main event and this is where you get the tom sawyer and the tanya tucker if you're watching the youtube version this is carrie von eric the um what what did i say earlier off camera it was like the ultimate warrior not ultimate warrior it was uh what did i say just goofy looking dude yeah horse face looking guy he had a big big nice body like good looking athlete and not a bad looking the worst looking guy but it's just that mouth of his but he was the one the girls took to oh i know well i can see he had the long hair but uh and you know manly looking i get it uh i I said he looked like the jacked up version of the brother the blonde brother on the bgs what's his name Uh, gib gib one of the one of gib or something uh, yeah which one is barry gib what's his brother's name damn it uh anyway yeah it was oh no donald gibb was the guy in in um blood sport yeah yeah barry barry <laughs> did mac barry gibbs brother he was the high the high pitch one the one that justin timberlake plays in that skit oh i got you yeah. <laughs> yeah that's 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 him he had, the, he had the teeth coming out of his mouth and pretty much just anyway i'm not trying to be a shithead but yeah uh kevin carey i mean carrie bonnet von eric versus rick flair this was cool. This yeah. was awesome, man. Anytime you see Ric Flair in the and, 80s. And Carrie had had shots before. The Freebird feud actually started because Christmas night in 82, uh, he had a Ric Flair beat in a cage match. And he was actually getting ready to leave the cage. And uh, Michael Hayes, well, a l- little bit of context here. Uh, Rick had Carrie beat. Michael Hayes hit um, Flair, I believe, with, with his left hand, knocked, knocked him out. Okay. Tried to throw Carrie on. Carrie wouldn't take the pin. Oh, um, went Mr. To leave, Mr. Noble, huh? Went to leave, and Terry Gordy came down, slammed the cage door in his head. Oh, okay. That's the first time I remember a cage door ever being slammed on somebody's head. And so uh, he'd had his shots against Flair before and always come up short. Yeah. So this is in, in uh, for this the honor the of moment. his brother. Yeah. yeah. In the honor of David, he came out with a jacket and had, had uh, in, in memory of David yeah. or whatever. The, the Yellow Rose. Right, the Yellow Rose. David was the Yellow Rose of Texas. Yeah. Yeah, really, really cool. Um, This was a solid match yeah i gave this a three and uh three and three quarters too yeah i went, I went three and a half but yeah just you just uh this uh, and i kind of leaned in three well i was like three and a half three and yeah. Three, yeah i was right there um this is 11 minutes and 24 seconds not the longest title match that you're gonna see uh solid yeah from front to front to back start to finish this was a good solid one-on-one uh the crowd was hot yep the night was perfect uh the the area the the setting was perfect everything memorial of his brother um just solid back and forth here you got to see carrie show off his chops rick flair's always good always tells a story carrie with those standing drop kicks yes and i, and I messaged uh we we're i think we were both watching this last night 
And I messaging Brandon. I'm like, man, if Carrie hadn't jacked up his foot and got hooked up on drugs, and there's no telling in the '90s what he could have went on to become. Yeah, because he was in he, w- he was in the WWF in '91. Yeah, clear through '92. '92. Yeah. yeah. So he was the Texas was a Texas tornado. Texas tornado. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and 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 you actually told me something I didn't know. I didn't know he lost his foot. Oh yeah, yeah. I had was, no idea. Yeah, yeah, he was wrestling for like for how many years? And I'm glad that you know this, this movie. Yeah, from '86. Well, he had the motorcycle accident in May '86 and didn't come back until November '87. So wow. He tried to come back too early and ended up crushing the foot. Oh, did that he? They repaired. Oh, okay. So uh, you said yeah. prosthetic? His prosthetic, like a partial prosthetic. Yeah, I think. But I guess uh, Kevin, if you ever listen to his shoot interview that he did with maybe RF or something, um, he talks about, uh, I'm going to go off on a sidebar here if I can. He talks about how they went uh, way down uh, South Texas, uh, down by the Gulf. And uh, Carrie used to, they used to like swim at night, uh, you know, uh, off the coast. And Carrie would take his leg off and, and leave it there on yeah. the shoreline because you know, no, there's nobody there to see him at night. Right. And, uh, he came back up one night and they couldn't find his leg. The, the, the waves had, had washed it back oh, in. Oh no. So they finally get the leg and they'd been drinking. And so they're laughing and he's trying to get the leg on and it won't suction the way it's supposed to. <laughs> and this night security guards coming up because at that point they're laughing and yeah. drunken laughing. And, uh, the guy's like, are, are you guys okay? And pulls the flashlight up. Carrie's got the foot on where, got the leg on where the foot's backwards. <laughs> And he, being ah! a wrestler, he sells it and bites his knuckles. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, he, uh, he, no, wrestled, not, man. he wrestled on that leg like that for a long time. And I didn't know he that. He could never throw drop kicks like that again. But Oh man, I did not know. That's so yeah. crazy. Yeah. Uh, well, he got, he got Ric Flair with the backslide. Yeah. On this one, backslide pin. And he, and then the following match, the rematch on the Sportatorium, what you'll see on that, uh, May 26th, I think episode at the end, uh, was a really good match too. And he ended up retaining and beat Ric Flair again. This time with, um, kind of cool, like a little cool small package, correct? Not a small package. Abdominal stretch. Like a abdominal stretch cradle thing. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of neat. Yeah. Um, you know, it was, man. if you read Flair's book, I, I have it at home. I was trying to find it. I'm not sure where I put it, but he, talks about you know trying to lead carry through the match and he said uh, he went with backslide because it's it's really hard to screw up yeah <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah you know uh the guy's brother died and there were substance issues there yeah, so yeah yeah and, and that continued all the way through yeah. unfortunately that, that, what a sad tragic um story the von erics yeah. man i i cannot believe you know most of them boys killed themselves man shot themselves it took too much drugs but this was their night this was their when, night when he when that hand hit three that crowd came up and it was it was yeah. wild yeah and it was a good three it was a good ref count like yeah. it wasn't that lazy motherfucker just yeah. man i mean he was getting into it and he, and he, it was and what i loved about it too was <laughs> was he when he come down he did that he didn't do a slow pin but he did like a really exaggerated like pin that was just one Two, you know, like so, you you added that drama because there was a little bit yeah. of length there. Yeah, it was legitimate. It was a legitimate three count, and that was good for me. Like yeah. I'm like, I, that was so satisfying. Was that Manning again? I think so. It Probably. was so satisfying to me. I think the guy in the red, like yeah. red shirt, black, shirt, yeah. yeah. Um, just man, super satisfying. The whole thing was good, even with the backslide finish, uh, which I'm okay with that. Yeah. Um, it's to me, it's still you catch a guy in a small package. That's what I'm saying. You catch a guy, you catch a guy off <clears throat> off guard for a few seconds, and he and he and you make him pay for it. And, he, and then and Ric Flair comes up like, you know what? What happened? What just happened to me? Yeah, you know, he did that in that next match too. I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. Uh, you know, because it kind of keeps them from looking too weak, and you still get the win, and you still get that moment. Uh, yeah, solid, solid match, uh, solid card, solid. It's not the best card of all time. Uh, they they really it, build that. It's, it's very top heavy. <laughs> very top heavy um but it was a good show um if you i do recommend it for those who might want to kind of come into territories or world class i do recommend yeah. it. you're gonna you're gonna have there's some gog on it too and you're probably gonna find yourself like what the hell through some of these matches but when yeah. you get toward the that rock and soul match is good but especially when you get to that that those last two matches with the, the von erics yeah. you'll see okay this is why they were such a big deal yeah 
Yeah, I, and people always say they're as big as the Dallas Cowboys. They didn't sell it out, so I don't think they're quite as big as the Dallas Cowboys. No. But you can see just how much the people loved them in this show. Yeah, and people running wild. People running in the background all over the place. Yeah. It's, it's, it, was, it was a raucous crowd. I liked it. And, and I kind of – I was debating when, when me and Brandon were talking about what to do, whether to show him this or the, the 83 Star Wars show, because work rate-wise, it's going to be a whole lot better yeah. than, than this. Um that the Von Erichs are broken up a little more. But when you said it was the the memorial show for David, and then and I saw you know the the title match with him and Rick, I'm like, okay, yeah, this is what we want. Yeah. I want to do. I want to do that one. But we'll we'll might visit that next time we do world class. We'll we'll do Star Wars yeah. next. And then we've got um, we didn't do any. Um, we didn't talk about um, was it Fast Lane or what was the last one? Um, was it Fast Lane? Was it Fast Lane? <laughs> I can't remember. There were only five matches. <laughs> I've already <laughs> forgot. I think it was fast lane. I'm yeah. sitting here. We sit there and talked about winning the championship. But I'm pretty sure it was fast lane. Either way, we didn't talk about that. I'm I'm not even going to worry about it now. At this point, it's been long enough. Um, it just it was an okay show too. Um, it wasn't great. Uh, I'm trying to think, of all what happened on it. Oh yeah, well, there was no cash in. So yeah, uh, it was. That I, was the one where Seth Rollins beat Shaky Nakamura. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> three right. Three moves at the end of the match. Yeah, that dude. What a what a bullshit! You get in the crowd and then you just like he gets his ass kicked and then just does this super Cena thing where he just pulls out a couple moves. The Hogan and Bill Nate. Yeah, dude. Like I, yep. I was. I just. I'm not. I, I'm gonna say this, and I know you're gonna disagree, but I'm starting to go down on Seth Rollins. Yeah. Like it's start. He's starting to go down a notch in my book every fucking time I see him. He's. I think he's a is, really is he good. Hurt. I don't know. Maybe I, I, I think he's good. I think he's a good worker and he's one of the better ones in probably the last decade. I will definitely give him that. Um, I know you like his gimmick now. I think it's dumb. I don't, I, and it's, and he seems like he's having fun. Like I don't hate it. Yeah. Uh, and, and that doesn't even really what bothers, what bothers me. It's just, I'm getting that Cena effect with him where he's not, you know, he's not super Rollins necessarily. That was a similar, that was just a similar finish, but he, he's starting to, to fall into this and i know i know a lot of them end up doing this but he's starting to fall into this this thing where his matches all look the same to me yeah and i'm like okay this is I, th- I think he's getting to the end of his rope with that title he, i don't it think may he be. can go very much longer with it no i don't think i don't think he is a top tier longevity style world champion yeah. i think he's a cool interim like our good like you know that good um was that what's the word um the transitional. the transitional champion i think you know or if you give him a few months run that's fine i just he's not a roman um and i wouldn't even said that probably about roman three years ago but or four or five years ago but he's not a roman he's Thank not God he's not a roman well well i know i know what you mean by that <laughs> but um uh, he's not he's not what i imagine like walter or gunther yeah could could be as a heel champion uh who's somebody who you really gotta you can dominate for a you know six months to a year and uh you know he's not he's not a john cena type guy who can hold a championship belt for a long time even though cena's in ring work towards the end was I, I, you know what i'm kind of saying though like they've, I, they've not booked him the best either though because two months in a row against finn balor two months in a row against nakamura they, yeah. they need to be bringing more guys up yeah, they do. It, they it's, really it's do. Stale. Yeah, yeah. It's like you've got on so you got one show. You've got a guy who's defended his belt four or five times in this one year, and then on this next show, you've got the workhorse champion who's defending it every night. But it's the same dude, or it's the same match, and it's like so. Really, is it that much better? I mean, yeah, he is working, but it's a it's he's, and I don't say he's phoning it in, but it's the same thing. Like I'm seeing the same thing, and I don't want to see Kevin Owens in a title match. I don't want to see Nakamura, uh, Finn Balor. He's probably a little too small. I I wouldn't mind seeing Finn Balor get his due since he lost it and never really come into his own after he got injured by Seth Rollins. Uh, but yeah, you you're right. There's there's got to be more guys yeah. that you're throwing into this picture, and it's just not happening yet. And uh, I'm trying to be patient with all of it. Uh, but it's with Seth right now. It's starting to wear thin. Yeah, yeah. I, don't know, I, I can understand that. I mean, I still, I still enjoy him a lot more than watching Roman at the Big Four. Uh, yeah, not I know. The only time he wrestles anymore. I know, I, and I, I know the purpose of what they're doing. I'm not saying that it's the greatest thing or 
whatever. But I'm just kind of with that. I've accepted it. So I'm biding my time so we can move on. Cause once we move on from Roman, we can probably get some, some better, you know, uh, programs out of, out of that belt. Yeah. And, you know, I think once we, I, I say it'll be Cody. So once Cody gets it, we can see how he carries it. And then we can get Cody versus whoever, LA Knight yeah. or whoever you know he's, he's going to defend it at least once a month, which is the way a championship should be. I, I do. Th- I think so too. I think Cody will defend it a, a lot more than Roman will, which is not saying much, but I think it definitely will be once a you month. You can't beat Cody twice, can you? <laughs> Dude, if you do, you've run them. Yeah. You if you, and you've, have. and you've pissed me off. I like, think at this point, like yeah. I, I'm, ex- I've accepted the fact that he lost last WrestleMania because I, am willing to give them a chance to give me that old school long build. And they're doing it. We're not the best, but they're doing it. Uh, cause you know that that little, that little meeting between him and Roman the other night on SmackDown was why okay. I've not seen it yet. So. so, yeah. So, so, um, you know, we, we talked about the judgment day, getting the t- tag titles back because Jimmy interfered and cost Jay the match. And so they lost the tag team championships back to the judgment day. Um, uh, Cody and Jay did. And I think you said something like, why, why did they just do, why did they do that just to turn around and get back to ju- judgment day? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I maybe to, maybe to push this Jay Jimmy thing. I think so. Further. I think, I think it's just a way to intermingle them both back in to a bloodline story. I think it's a way to get Cody back in. And I think it's a way to further Jimmy and Jay. Cause I think we're going to see Jimmy and Jay at WrestleMania and, and then we'll see Cody and Roman at Wrestle at WrestleMania. And then, I I still think we put L.A. Knight as a Royal Rumble winner and have him go after that world title. Yeah, I, I'm happy with him or Gunther either way. Yeah, well, I, yeah, I'm yeah. Can you imagine how many super kicks we're going to see at WrestleMania in that match? <sighs> <laughs> Our heads might explode. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm already ready to get through it. Like I'm already <laughs> over it. I can tell you that much right now. Oh, uh, do we want to? Do we want to do? I guess we want to end it, or we want to? Yeah, do... I don't remember much of Fastlane. Honestly. Well, that's fine. Do we want to do predictions on Saudi Arabia next weekend, or do we want to just do I that have, on? I have no idea who's even. I don't either. We'll just have to do it on the on the. Okay, community. we'll put it on. Yeah, we'll put it back up on a community page like we always do. We'll give our picks, and then you know, obviously, we'll put this title. I'll put this title up. I'll be a defending heel champion. But let us know what you think uh, after you watch or if you have watched the Parade of Champions from 84. And if you'd like to see yes. more world-class down yeah. in the comments. Yeah, let us, let us know. And yeah, let us know if you want to see more world-class talk because we're, we're, we're going to probably cover it at some point. But if you want to see more, we'll definitely do that or any more other old school stuff. We'll yeah. definitely do that. We'll go, we'll go back to um, – we'll talk about – we didn't talk about Fastlane. We'll talk about Saudi next time out. And we'll probably need to get back to – uh, a 96 show yeah it's been a while we, we were supposed to do hog wild uh we're we've decided that there's a lot of there's a lot of dreck in even though that 96 to 97 nwo birth was decent um there you know you've talked about the same way you don't like roman roman stuff is hogan kind of holds that belt hostage mm-hmm. and it's kind of for a reason but i think we're going to do is i think we're going to focus mainly on wwf and we'll probably do most of those but i think we'll just be picky and choosy of sprinkle in we'll sprinkle in some wc we won't do every wcw as well we'll just sprinkle in we'll do like some highlight highlighted pay-per-views or shows and then that's going to lead into 97 which will be big for wwf yeah because we're going to on both sides yeah but but it's going to be big because we're going to lead to sting uh who who will be coming back leave he hasn't left yet he'll be leaving in, in 96 and coming back as the crow sting in the rafters, but where that's going to lead the Starcade at the end of '97 yeah. in that debacle. <sighs> yeah, that'll be interesting to talk about because that was a debacle. <laughs> but the build up to that was a big deal, so we're going to cover a little bit of that too. But next time out, we'll do Hog Wild probably just to get that out of the way, and we'll do some Saudi talk, and then we'll go back into whatever WWE. I think it's Mind Games or something that's yeah, coming up. I believe. Yeah, so we'll be doing that. We'll get back on the on in the swing of things here real soon, which has been, it's been a little while since we've recorded one of these two. Uh, but yeah, anyway, let us know about that. Let us know uh, who you want to to win uh, at Saudi. If you want to join in on our picks, put it on our community page, and uh, we'll we're gonna get out of here. We'll see y'all next time.